Watch who? And welcome to To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yeah, watching for the very first time. Very first time. Here we are. We're in the um, Undercity. We haven't paid our taxes, so we're hiding out here <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> we're keeping it that. down on the down. I, <laughs> I mean, what are you doing down here then? <laughs> I don't know. We're, I was going to say we're revolting, but that's not the term. <laughs> what is the term? We're... Um, you know what I mean? There's a revolution happening. We're creating a revolution. No, but not we're revolting. What's the word? What is the what? What do I mean? Causing a revolt. Yeah, we're causing a revolt. Let's go with that. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. I think we just need yeah. to get into it. A minute. We should explain before we start. We were due to record this about a week ago, and because of one thing or another, mainly Paul Mark and his internet just not working we are a week late so if we'd have recorded a week ago we'd have been fresh into this but it has... it's hang on a second are you are you explaining this to explain why you might not remember some of this story yeah. this week <laughs> because as we started i was like mark i can't remember a thing and then mark went the tax one and i went oh yeah yeah okay but i think there'll still be a few gaps whereas if it had been a week ago i'd have been like woo, fresh and fancy you know Try, but I've got a bit of an update though for Ooh. you. When did we last record? Because I saw Edith on the big screen at the BFI, the Time Meddler. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was amazing to see that story fully restored. Edith up there on the big screen, big close up, serving the mead. Did you cheer? Well, in 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 myself, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to like. <laughs> but it's really great scene on the big screen everybody the reactions of everybody yeah. is great the way that the doctor is talking to her and stuff got quite a few laughs and things it was really good and she is a complete if if anybody was in any doubt i don't think they would be now after seeing her on the big screen she stole the show she completely stole that show just no whoops though, so yeah. no no whoops but <laughs> It looked amazing. It really did. It was brilliant. So, oh, and there was a quiz afterwards, right? Oh, okay. And I think you would have done quite well in this because there was um, a picture quiz, and it was pictures of all the characters from Horror of Fang Rock, and you had to put them in order of when they got murdered. Oh. And in Robots of Death as well, all the characters, and you had to say which one was first and which one was last. I thought that was quite that a good, was quite good idea. Yeah, I like that. So that was really good fun. Um, I don't think I've got any other updates, actually, at the moment. No, I don't think I do. No? Mm. Haven't been watching anything else? Um, have I been watching anything else? Let's just have a quick... Oh, well, yeah, actually, I can't remember if I mentioned this last time. I'm re-watching Veronica Mars. So I went and got my nails done. I get my nails done, like, once a month. Shout out to Louise who does an amazing job of my nails. Hi, girls. And I was like, oh, I just stress. I need something to, like, unwind with. And she was like, I'm re-watching Veronica Mars. I was like, I've not watched Veronica Mars in years since it was on. And uh, it's on Prime. First of all, the number of stars in it, it's amazing. The number of, like, people that then are names, like, you wouldn't believe. Like, the second episode, Paris Hilton's in it. 
That made me laugh. Wow. What's it about? I have no idea what the concept is. She is a detective, like a teenage detective. So her dad was the sheriff in the town. And the year prior, her best friend was murdered. She was dating her best friend's brother and they broke up. And um, she's now like, her dad was sheriff and he was in charge and he blamed the parents and then it all fell through and he got like removed as sheriff. They have a new sheriff in town who's like a bit rogue. He now runs a private detective business and she does it on the side to like earn some money. So she does like things in the school or then like bigger things. But the big like overarching story of the first season was her trying to solve this mystery of who killed um, her best friend, Lily, who's Amanda. Um, oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. Her name's gone. She was in Mean Girls and she was in Les Mis and ABBA. Mamma Mia. Oh my gosh, Amanda Seafried. Not Seafried. Um, oh, okay. I think I know who oh, you mean. Oh gosh, her full name's gone. But Amanda, yeah. So she was she was the Here's dead. What I found. Oh, okay. Thanks, Siri. Siri had an answer there. I think you'd like it. So there we go. Um, well, we better get into today's story, the Sunmakers. Yeah. I have no idea how to go from Veronica Mars to <laughs> the collector. Oh, can you hear that? It's the Gatherer. The Gatherer's coming. Quick. I was literally listening then for something. <laughs> it's the Gatherer. <sighs> oh. <laughs> big sigh, big sigh. I was like, what's in the... What's... I was thinking go. you'd a noise in the background. I was trying to like... <laughs> it was the Gatherer. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, okay, so Sunmakers. Now, I just have to say my harshness on Invisible Enemy did... Didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> I think I was in the minority there. Uh, <laughs> Truth. But it's, it's again, I feel like this, we're going, we had Image of the Fendor last week, though, uh, which was a bit of a step back to this sort of gothic, you know, the horror type thing. And now we've gone back Invisible Enemy in a way. We've gone cheap and bright again. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a bad story. And I am enjoying these more as I watch them. <laughs> Not that I've watched them very much, but it is that kind of feel again. For this one and it's again it's another fan favorite people I love this story this. mark's so unimpressed <laughs> i really did i watched this really quick well i don't think i've really watched this all the way through properly before it's funny because when i asked you about it because i watched one two and i thought i three and four but i actually watched half of three and I just had to stop myself. I was like, no, save it, Sarah. So I just... <laughs> save yourself. So, um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been enjoying it all at once. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to do that. <laughs> then came back to it I was like oh, I'm halfway through three <laughs> I'm sorry came back halfway through three I was like whoa <laughs> I'm trying to finish this story Mark every I'm time sorry. you laugh sorry, I have to remember where I am again I'm sorry we're all listening to when you watch yeah. this sorry. and then I'm sorry I'm... did the other half of three and four <laughs> 
<laughs> so you watch this. You watch a lot of this at once. <laughs> it's what you're trying to say. Yeah. Are you all right? Right. I knew you were. I'm okay. Now. I knew I'm okay. I'm so, okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I watched. I broke this up. I just watched one and had a break in between each episode because I was just trying to sort of take it all in and just understand it. It's funny because I don't feel you need to understand it, and I feel that's kind of the point. Well, okay. It feels like, and I don't know if it's because it's the. Okay, I'm gonna. Stop complaining about the cheapness of the production and everything. Because actually, look, around this time, in the 70s, this whole season was affected when there was a the recession around this time. So there were definite budget issues that they weren't expecting. And it does reflect. As you say. The story is, as I've said, uh, but the story is actually quite good. But when, it, just starting in part one, the way it opens out, it's very much like... A theatre play, all of the sets do you can imagine this as a yeah. as a play, as a set. That's what it looks like. It does look like a set. And there's the sort of woman up in the ceiling in the wall that's coming that he's trying to he's getting his tax form or yes, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something's going on. And the way that that's set up, in my head, I thought, oh, this looks like an opening of like nineteen eighty four or something. Yeah. A play like that. And actually when I was listening to the commentary, they were talking and I think it was inspired by the opening of the 1984, but it looks. I've I swear I've seen productions of 1984 that look exactly like this, that are done like this with these featureless corridors and somebody's head poking out the wall saying "citizen this" and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like that feel, and I think if you embrace that and you're like, okay, this is what it's like, and you watch it like a theatre play, then actually you you can enjoy it a bit more rather than oh, why is this badly shot Doctor Who, badly lit Doctor Who. Actually, if you look at it in that way, I I got more out of it when I sort of adjusted my view on things. I enjoyed the chat about the mahogany table. Yes, yeah, and it's... But little things like that, it gives it a sort of time and place in a way, as in... Because when we're not on Earth, we're supposed to be on this moon of Pluto yeah, or something like that. And them talking about like... What do you call it? Mahogany or something? It gave it like some weird name. I can't remember what it was now. It gives you a place in a way that they sort of know it, but it's very distant. It's not current. It's not of the time. It's in the future, and it's very distant that these things are they're so old, they're, they're not quite remembered. Yeah, and that whole scene between... It's Cordo is the guy that's been taxed and then the, you've got the gatherer guy. That whole conversation just builds that whole world for you and you know exactly what's going on and it's, it is a bit of a farce in a way of talking about tax. It's very like... <laughs> we are going to do a political commentary. Like you had that argument a few weeks ago about Doctor Who's not political or woke or whatever and you get a story like this which is completely just obvious that they're having a go at like the government and taxes and but also it's so f i found it really tongue-in-cheek funny and maybe that's why i enjoyed it because like of course they've put taxes up like and of course like no one knows about it and of course you can't pay it and, like this guy's even doing extra shifts and he still can't pay it all of it is it, it's just this circle of just 
unachievable. And I just found it really, maybe it's just like, I don't know if it's because I'm a millennial, but like, I just found it really like tongue in cheek of like, that's society, that's life. And they don't know anything else. That's just what they're taught to do. And even, even later on when like we meet the, the guy in charge, what was his name? Oh, the collector. The collector. When we meet the collector and he's like, two days off, no pay or something like that. I don't know. I just find it all, it's just so funny. Like, it's just these rules that like don't affect people that they put out, but they affect people in these all these people's lives and stuff. And because the people that do have the power were just so ridiculous and over the top. I mean, they were just caricature characters. Both of them in different ways were just these complete caricatures. And I loved that. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really funny. And like you say, I think if you take it as like what I'm watching is what this is, but I just didn't see it like that from the start. From the start, I just didn't get that. I just got this sense of like, it's not taking itself seriously. It's kind of taking the piss of itself and what it's trying to do um, in telling this story. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But it's just the way it decides to do it because... I think you it's it could be more Doctor Who-y and do it in a more sci-fi way, but it sort of doesn't in a way. It does it in more of this over-the-top theatrical way. And I don't know, it just depends on people's tastes on that, I suppose. The Doctor, K-9, and Leela are in the TARDIS at the beginning playing chess. I still find some of those scenes a little bit odd and awkward. Yeah, agreed. It's a bit filler. I mean, they're not filler, not... but... Maybe it's weird because now that you've mentioned that tension, I can't not see that tension. Well, um, on the commentary on this, it's quite interesting that because Leela and the Doctor are separated quite a lot in this story, and uh, Louise Jameson, who plays Leela, was saying that the writer of this one knew uh, before that they weren't getting on particularly much and wrote them separately so they weren't on together as much for this particular one i think they are actually getting on by now they've had all of that issues but by the time this script comes out they've (laughs) they are quite separate they land on this roof we've got a bit of location filming and it's quite uh you go i mean this is how the the style of it really you go from this sort of ridiculous stuff to then poor old cordo he's gonna jump off the roof yeah because he can't pay his taxes and you go from one extra like that's a bit much. so believable. It feels like it's so over the top, but a completely believable scenario. Don't jump, please! Don't jump! Magnificent view, isn't it? How high is this building? A thousand metres. A thousand metres? Why? Are we interrupting something? And I really like how Leela and the Doctor sort of talking down and jumping. And Leela's, the acting there is great where she's like getting, but you know. And Cordo becomes sort of their sort of companion. And he's great character. Yeah, he is. He's really played really well. He is because, I mean, it, again, you see that in that character and he goes from real extremes of, um, I guess, place. He goes from like, I'm going to throw myself off this building because I'm at my lowest low to, oh my gosh, we're actually, we've got all the control, got all the power. Like, look at all the stuff we can do. It's it's really interesting. And he does it really well. In a, I didn't find him annoying either. I, I really believed it as a character that, of course, when he's given all that power and freedom, and it could be seen as quite annoying, like, ugh, what's he doing? Like, you know, that. but I just sort of went with it because, of course, he would. Like, yeah, I, I really liked it. They leave K-9 behind in the TARDIS when they go out. Uh, and we follow Cordo sort of 
takes him down to the underground of the city because he, he can't pay the tax. He's got a sort of escape society now. So he's gone down to all the people that are where we are at the moment that haven't paid their taxes and stuff. Um, great, again, location stuff. So this is a disused or a part of the Camden Underground where they it's all records and archives now. Oh. You can't access that. It's all like a, a, an ex sort of World War Two underground thing wow. filmed down yeah there. yeah uh, but it makes it it really adds to it because it's on film as well and it just makes it look a bit better and then we meet our sort of the, the gang of rebels and stuff they're all a bit of a mixed bunch i think mandrill is the leader he's like really and that's all they're all fairly you know violent and not you know they sort of hit the doctor a lot and leela and take them hostage and they're not very friendly so you already see the all these different parts of the society all in episode one and you sort of gathering more of more of a picture. But it moves really quickly. I, I feel like the story sets up really well. So you start from like the top and they move really quickly down the steps. You meet all these different... Oh, I feel it just sets up very quickly the whole premise, which is people are taxed, the taxes are ridiculous, the system's ridiculous, and there's like... The levels don't even make any need to make any sense because the whole system makes no sense because you don't really find out what they're manufacturing or what they're actually working none of it even matters really that's kind of like i feel that's all kind of the point of it like it's just this ongoing thing well the rebel people basically get the doctor to forge a check (laughs) or take a credit card to the cash machine (laughs) so off they go meanwhile k9 is on his way cliffhangers are a bit funny in this one so the doctor sort of the gas comes out in the thing whatever um into part two then we see the collector who is our i see i thought you were gonna say he's a panto villain he's really over the top he is but it works so well but he wouldn't work in every story though no of course not but it works so well in this one because the whole thing is over the top i mean the whole society their their whole tax system doesn't make sense nothing about him the whole thing is over the top the um the guy at the mahogany table, his whole costume, that whole room's over the top. It just sort of fits into like the elite are the panto, and the workers are the are just the normal people, just like left to. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting political with this, but like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. He do, he wasn't. He's not my favorite. I get it. I understand why, but he's just not my favorite. It's just a bit annoying. But it's the chair, me. the same as. Um, Davros's fuck you chair. Davros, do I mean Davros? <laughs> no, yeah, Davros. No, it's not the same chair. Oh, but I did wonder if you used similar. the same chair, but changed the back of it so it didn't say fuck you. Well, then you get the Doctor in the correction centre. He's sent off. Uh, and this is where the Doctor and Leela are separated. So Leela has to stay, is sort of a hostage. Uh, and the Doctor's off in the correction centre. He meets that guy, that really that friendly guy that's also in the correction centre, who turns out to be sort of a friend. He sort of they sort of collect a bit I of a gang him. of people, don't they? I he's great. Loved him. He's brilliant. I can't remember his name, but he's great. But also, again, just a character that's just like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> I'm in here because of it. Like, well, this is going to happen. And again, there's no like, there's no bullshitting in this story because they this is what their lives on. They just get on with it. They just crack on with it. Meanwhile, Leela and Mandrill have a bit of a fight. So this is... What do you think of Leela in this story? Because she has... She's fighting. She's like, I'm going to I'm gonna cut you. she got her knife again still. She has a bit of a gang. And by the end of sort of part two... I know I'm skipping ahead here. She's got a gang and the, 
she gets two cliffhangers here. She gets that car going towards her. And then the next episode, she gets the sacrifice bitch. I mean, she hasn't really had that. She hasn't had the whole female companion tied to her thing. But she gets that in this as well. Yes, she has. I'd say she has. She gets a lot to do. And I quite like Leela and her gang going around. And she's loving it. She, a, a revolution and people to fight. Leela is absolutely loving it. And she has K9 with her as well. Yeah. So what are you thinking about sort of Leela and K9? In this? I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed And also, I am skipping ahead. I like that there was suddenly a purpose to K9. There was something that they as people couldn't do, but K9 could. Which was? When they when they were trying to get her out of the chamber, the steamer. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So are you liking K9? Are you happy that he's aboard and he's taking part in the story yeah. now? And I was worried it'd be a bit like invasive, like that would be, but he's not. He's just sort of there enough that it's of use and benefit and elements of a story that is useful without being like the overriding thing. Does that make sense? They sort of call him in, don't they? He's sort of around and they're like, K9, come and do this. Kind of <laughs> I quite thing. like it. But he can also be a gun as well. So it, it sort of helps. Do you think of him as a companion, as a regular, or is he still a bit of a novelty? He's a novelty. I don't think of him as a companion at all. But also, because he's a robot, which is... This will be a companion. I know, no, no, you're completely right. I just don't. But you are completely right. And I'm sure a lot of people would be like, Sarah, of course, he's a companion. It's only his sort of first proper story, really. In terms of all the set and everything and the location, that corridor where they have the car going down towards Leela and that, that massive long white corridor on location. Do you remember that? It's like the car. massive white corridor. I'm trying to remember the car. Because it runs, Leela gets in it and drives it and they have the guards in it and they're like, zoom past them and they're shooting and stuff. I don't remember. And she... <laughs> oh my God, there's like a massive, and there's a massive endless long white corridor. I remember the endless long white corridor, so I just don't remember the car. Oh, I do remember the car. Do you remember the car coming towards? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember it now. That's quite good. And, and K9's blasting the guards, and that's where Leela um, gets hit. Then, when the doctor, it's sort of the doctor and Leela sort of keep missing each other. So then the doctor goes back down, and then Mandrill and that, they all beat him up and stuff. I think it's still quite violent. It's still funny how, even though we've got this sort of comedic panto elements, the violence is actually still there. Because the people that are real, the real people are real. I think that's what I like about it. It's kind of like very loosely here, very sort of like um, in Les Mis, the characters that are like the real people, like, you know, the real like work, trying to do revolution, all that. They're very real. And then you've got like the people that own the, um, the, the pub and are like over the top caricatures, funny sort of things. And I, I, other ends of the spectrum, but you know, that sort of idea. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. Any kind of revolution could be like Les Mis, I suppose. <laughs> in a way, it's all very Les Mis, isn't it? Yes. Um, I'm, I mean, the story, we're not really going through the story very well here, so I'll just pick out various bits. There's a bit of back and forth around sort of two and three. And then suddenly they all decide to work together, like Mandrill and that. After Mandrill being really, like, yeah. beating up the Doctor, being horrible to Leela... I can't, I don't know what happened, but in one scene, they're like, okay, we're all working together now. The doctor, the doctor says something that challenges, I can't remember what it was. It's been almost two weeks since I watched it now, but <laughs> he says something that challenges it. 
and it gets him thinking. And then this, and then he said, like, well, if we could do this, and he was like, well, I was on that level. And they were like, what? He's like, yeah, I was like a second level one. And that started that. And then he was on board. Like, I think, I think in being challenged, he realized that his view isn't the only view. And then it was something like that. I can't remember it though. It made sense, but it was very quick. Yeah. It was, and then they're all together now. But also bear in mind that the extremes of their society are you're either a worker or you're revolutionizing things. Like they, they are the two extremes. If you're not, well, if you're anti the working, what they're doing, you're in this category. And I guess any, and that's all that there is. So I guess anything that comes in to challenge this or that, you know, then I think that doesn't happen because why would it? All they live for is work. Like they only exist in this society to work and then you die. If you don't work, you're therefore against it. Very, yeah. <laughs> you can take Sometimes, all sorts of out of this yeah. story. I think it's a great story. I genuinely, Mark, I really enjoyed this. Wow. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to. <laughs> wow. I'm trying to. <laughs> I want that wow, just like as my ringtone. Wow. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah, I can see that. I didn't really get the stuff about Leela being put in this steamer and all of that. I guess it just needed the, point of the whole was. point of it was like it was some sort of torture chamber that provided torture, and because they're higher class, that it, it doesn't matter what it is, they just call it the steamer. That was it. They because they had an audience, didn't they? And it looked like a really bad set of like a little sort of a bit of steel deck with some sort of coffee chairs and some people sitting around. That yeah. was a bit odd. And they had to pay for it. They had to pay to go and watch it. And it's seen as entertainment. Again, it's very like old school, like, well, the people like kind of like Big Brother, isn't it? Like for entertainment, yeah. we, we Well, yeah, it's going back to that sort of nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah, stuff, we, isn't we, it? Yeah. People yeah. of that do the wrong and you get to see it. So you that behave get to see the people that aren't doing that you're doing and see their punishment. For fun, pleasure. Have you seen nineteen eighty four on stage? I haven't. I've read the book. Oh, we did it at school. We went to see it in South End. It's quite a good production. Yeah. <laughs> What's your takeaway from it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds. I, I was. Um, it's very much. It's a bit like you know when we saw that Clockwork Orange production. That was that really was good, good, wasn't we it? Enjoyed that. That's a very similar sort of theme, isn't it? That kind of. That's what it reminded. Me. That's what this reminded me. This could be the sort of Clockwork Orange on stage, sort of. Well, the Clockwork Orange was the rebellions, like the rebels. The rebellions. <laughs> We're talking about the rebels. Whereas nineteen eighty four is the workers seeing it and learning. They're in very much the same world. This, the Sunmakers, the Clockwork Orange, and nineteen eighty four are sort of all in the <laughs> same sort of category in my head. So it's all that kind of and same thing Black to Mirror. me. And Black Mirror, yeah. I mean, this is a black. Yeah, this very is like Black a Black Mirror. Mirror, isn't it? But it is very Black Mirror because again. In Black Mirror, things can be extreme, like the the Panto villain. What happens next? So the oh, so Leela gets rescued. I just noted that I don't think Leela is in that situation very much because she's a bit stronger than that usually. He puts um, up a good fight throughout it. I think it's the feistiest hmm. I've seen her. And this is her. This is Louise Jameson's favorite story. She says she loves this yeah. one. I can imagine, like, she gets, it's a good story and she gets a lot to do in this. 
we get still get a few other silly moments where in part four the doctor's like hypnotizing that guard. <laughs> Remember that? And I he's enjoyed like, that. And then, then Leela falls asleep. But then later on, he's like, wake up when I say wake up. And so then he's having that argument with the collector and he's like, oh, wake up. And then you hear, and then you see the guard waking that's up. Like, I don't know, all that kind of stuff. I like that. Being put but in. again, that's that keeps it grounded into the world and story because we've seen him do stuff like that before, haven't we? The whole sort of collector and the doctor, they have a nice sort of scene in part four where it's sort of, you know, the two go, the doctors, you know, going head to head with the villain. And we find out a bit more. There's something, it, I think it was in the documentary on this on the DVD. They were like, there's no reason for it actually to be called the Sun Makers. There's no, apart from they say there's a lot of suns around the thing, there's no, it doesn't actually mean anything. The title is just, doesn't actually relate to the story there was something particularly. about, wasn't it though, that like, were they kind they of made extra something from the sun? Yeah, they there was something about, about when the suns look, go. They'll, then they'll just leave them and they'll move on. Yeah, I didn't really pick up on that very much. The revolution continues. I thought it was quite shocking when they throw the gatherer off the roof, though. Yeah, I like that. He literally comes along and they're like, Ray, Ray, <laughs> and off he goes. I like that. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit quick and they're like, yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's carry on. <laughs> like For that character, who is quite a big presence throughout, to suddenly just go... I also loved the arrogance of him not thinking they would do that. It fits into this world of like, well, I come and say it in my ridiculous over-the-top costume, and they'll do as I say, and they don't, and they it just, and then they just get rid of him. I, I don't know. I loved it. There was so much. Oh, gosh, someone must have broken this story down and had a good like thesis on it because there's so many things that like you could really break down about society and about. Yeah, it's a really good story. And the collector turns out to be an alien fungus thing. And then I don't really like the way that there's that like hole in his there's like this weird like hole in his chair and it goes through and then they put the cork in and it's supposed to be some fungusy thing that's in there. That was a bit right. He just suddenly shrinks and just disappears. It's, it's what I loved odd. was the doctor changing some numbers that made him go. I don't know, I found that quite funny. I did find that funny. And they've tried other ways of taking over the world and they found the most successful way is this. There's something really dark about that and true. There's something very, there's a real truth and darkness to it. Yeah, it's definitely its own style of Doctor Who. Whether it's something you like, we don't know. But, yeah, but I thought it's just one that I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't think, oh, I really feel like watching a Doctor Who. I'm going to pick this up. You know, I'd, I'd, rather have have I would, I'd rather have a Terry Nation. But I have people I just want a Terry Nation. that I would send this episode to and be like, you'd like this. Really? Yeah. Because I think there's an element of like, you can take the era and be like, this was the 70s, so things can be forgiven in terms of like, set, costumes, TV, you know, it, the times are different. But actually, the story itself and stuff, I think I, I have people that I think would watch this and just find it very funny and relatable and hilarious as i did i really enjoyed it oh my god well here you've heard it here everybody it's the Sunmakers revival it's gonna be back <laughs> tell everybody yeah. hashtag Sunmakers. it's better than the invisible enemy and better than image of the fendol i will say which ones were those so invisible enemy was prawn oh i enjoyed prawn and Fendel was last week. Um, scientist, four scientists, gold lady, 
worm, slug, in the house. You look a little <laughs> blank. Gold ladies really thrown me. Skull, glowing skull. Oh, glowing skull. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it. <laughs> There's always a word. There's a word. Gold ladies what's thrown me. It's like gold lady. I think we could probably go through all Doctor Who stories, like say one word, and it would be the word that reminds you. This one is taxes. Yeah, this is taxes. <laughs> we got <laughs> prawn, gold, skull, taxes. Yeah, you need to remember these when you have to describe the um, Doskers to me later. Yeah, as always. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't. Well, we don't have a monster in this. It's, no, you and don't, it's, you don't have your traditional. Again, it's quite refreshing. That's what I liked about prawn one. <laughs> that it just felt different. It felt comp- like we just went somewhere completely different. We were in a hospital <laughs> and it was completely different. And I liked that. And it's the same with this. I liked that this just felt so different. Okay, well, <laughs> well, this is the thing. I don't know if it continues like this, though. I mean, that's the thing. It's, you want a bit, it's good that we've had that variety, I suppose. We haven't had something each week. It's been different. It has, week, yeah, yeah. Back and forth. At least there is that. I am trying to be as positive as I can. I know you are. It's hard. It's, it's not so bad. It's not terrible. I mean, I was harsh on Invisible Enemy, but that but that is the nicest I've been about it ever. So it's getting there. And actually, yeah, watching these again, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do <laughs> appreciate them. Everyone, I'm just not familiar. Mark's trying it. to be as nice as possible. Okay, just bear <laughs> that in mind. I'm just like, like these were ones. Maybe if I had this. On video as a kid, and I watched this a lot. I'd have that a bit more familiarity with it, but I just I didn't. I just never got these. All these came out really towards the end of the videos for some reason, like all around this season. They just weren't early on for whatever reason. They didn't choose these ones, so that's why I think there's a people don't know these ones as well, maybe. But um, we've sort of gone all over the place, but I don't really know. I mean, you liked it. It's di- it's difficult when you really really like it because. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just me complaining about but it. That, sometimes we've said that. Sometimes the good ones are the harder ones to talk about. Yeah, are you still you're still enjoying Leela? I am. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy Leela. And the, and the Doctor and K Nine and they they're a good team. And did we end up with a? We didn't really end up with a comedy at the end of this one, did we? They all just got in the TARDIS and off they went. I don't think we had a silly moment. Um, oh no, that was it. Didn't um. Didn't the chess thing got, get knocked over? Yeah, yeah, they had the, the, end, did the whole thing like, with oh, the TARDIS. Go- it did make me laugh. Because he was losing. Oh. That did make me laugh, Mark. Sorry. I, I'm sure loads of people love this. Loads yeah, of people love this. So. I'm sure they do. The next story... Right, go on. ...is four parts. Yeah. And it's called Underworld. Right. And... The money really does run out in the in this one. In what okay? sense? In like it actually does run out, or and actually, this is where they really are hit by budget problems. This one is a tough one, but this one always comes out very very low in the uh, in the fan opinions. Okay. So uh, see what you think. I actually started watching it the other day because um, I haven't really watched it very much and I'm really trying to like see the positives and stuff but we will see next week see what you think next week uh, so Underworld okay. it's called <laughs> lovely oh that's about it I really. think that is it yeah so where can people yeah. find us Mark oh okay well 
if you want to let us know what you think about the Sunmakers, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Watch Who, or you can support us on BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash Two Watch Who. And we will see you next week. Tune in, everyone, for Underworld. You all know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> to watch who.